0: Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast with your hosts Jeremy and Brian, a.k.a. Mr. Probs, a.k.a. Big Tasty. Look, serving in worship and production
1: can be one of the most rewarding experiences, but it can also feel like... Ah! I'm a worship
0: pastor, and I'm a production pastor, and these are our problems... Welcome to episode 82 of the Worship Leader Props podcast, where we aim to entertain, encourage, and equip worship and tech leaders all over the world. Sponsored by Planning Center Online. What's up, Big Tasty? Here it is. 82. We here. We back. Are you kidding me? 82
1: episodes of this. I know. I didn't think we'd go this long.
0: No. And the fact that people still listen to us, that's probably the most important part of it all. It's crazy. It's crazy. Well. Well, Big Tasty, why don't we take a quick moment and tell all of the lovely listeners of the Worship Leader Problems podcast a little bit about our sponsor, Planning Center Online. We love them.
1: They are the best. And so Planning Center is a collection of all these apps you can use. They can be, if you want to use all of them, it can be like a full management system for your church. And so one, one of the apps is the People app. And the People app will help you make sure no one falls through the cracks by giving you a place to centralize everything you need to gain insight into the people in your church. They can have their own profile that they manage with their contact information. You can handle background checks, custom details, online forms, workflows uh, to help you follow up, uh, custom reports to help uh, people find groups. Uh, in your database. Um, uh, The People app is completely free for every church. You don't even have to have another plan with uh, Planning Center to use the People app. It's totally free. Uh, So if your church uses services, you already have access to the People application and you should take advantage of it. Uh, People can help you find and recruit new volunteers as well as uh, help you care for the ones you already have with features like forms and follow-up tools. Uh, Check it out now, Planning.center slash blog it'll tell you all you need to know about the people app yeah dude playing center use it
0: don't be a doink the best it is debased dude what's going on have you now have you guys decided when you're going back yet
1: um we have not finalized it yet and so we hope within the next couple of weeks to finalize that and start rolling out
0: our plan that's awesome Dude, tell, tell the listeners a little bit about how you did your service for this weekend. Because I, I watched a good portion of it. It's cool as crap. Can I say that? Cool as crap?
1: You can. So okay, I'm, cool. I'm probably... I don't know if I'm supposed to say this or not. Oh, is it a secret? Well, I mean, it's Saturday. They'll watch it in a few hours for, for Saturday night. So um, we had an idea. Actually, our video director had an idea and uh he came to us and was like did you see the movie 1917 yeah right it's like one long shot yeah and so we're like let's try it <laughs> and so that's so that's what good. so that's what we did so you'll notice uh one camera one long shot and that includes like you know driving during the countdown driving
0: to the that, building that was that was super cool yeah
1: we're, we're stoked and, you know, join in Saturday night, uh, 6 PM Eastern, uh, yeah. Sunday morning, nine 15 and 11 AM Eastern time. You can join us, uh, live.mpcc.info, or you can also join us on the Mount Pleasant Christian Church, Facebook page, uh, Facebook live. So yeah, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. It was easily the most collaborative service, uh, I have ever been a part of and the coordination that it took. Um, it was a lot. It was a lot. And transitions yeah. and, you know, when you're not able to cut and, you know, set up the sermon or whatever, like, it, yeah. was, it, it was
0: a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. That's so cool, dude. Well, my church, Treasure Coast Community Church, we go back tomorrow, which I'm so hyped about. So it, Thursday night, like, man, we had broadcast rolling. We had camera guys with lights all programmed and, uh, dude, I just found myself sitting out, like, getting my volunteers back in. I just, I found myself sitting out in the middle of sanctuary just sobbing and worshiping. Mm-hmm. And, like, it just felt so good to, like, I don't know. It's weird, like, when you're doing what you're called to do, how much you kind of come alive.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know? And yep. so, like, for me, like, live production just, I don't know. I, I feel closer to God in the midst of live production than I do mm-hmm. And just about any other facet of life other than when I'm sitting in my car, just praying and listening to worship music. But it um, was, it was,
1: we had not been together as a, like a big team in a really long time.
3: Gosh, and it, it feels I'm, good, doesn't it? I,
1: I missed it. We were, uh, we were singing good grace oh, and, man. uh, I was, I got a little emotional cause I'm like, man, I, I genuinely love these people and I miss, I miss doing ministry with them. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was real refreshing and, um. Yeah, praying for your, you guys this
0: weekend as you go back. Yeah, I appreciate it. I ordered a bunch of black masks for my team. Nice. So we're all going to look like ninjas. It's going nice, to be awesome. Nice, nice. So, hey... um we've talked a little bit in the past about we're working on starting WLP consulting, right? Mm-hmm. And so like we have been, uh, making our services available, helping you out with your live stream experience. Um, and so basically we've got myself, uh, Keith and Carol, uh, who is with Christ fellowship and is a lighting guru and Dan Smith, who is the audio director for Willow Creek and, uh, Luke flowers from church on the move when he can, uh, cause they're in the middle of a huge video upgrade right now. Like we've been going in and just helping people with their live stream experience from like a, technical aspect well we got more stuff coming uh to help you guys when you're looking at avl installs and things like that so keep looking out for uh wp consulting to keep growing and uh i think we got some cool stuff going so uh continue to reach out on the instagrams and stuff and ask your questions we've got a a cool pool of people now that we can throw these these things off of and i know i want to do here sometime soon uh brian I want to do an Instagram live with me and with Dan. Uh, so he he did a, an Instagram live this week, live from Willow Creek, sitting at his console. Hmm. And people were asking questions like, okay, how are you getting your guitars to sound like this? And he was live answering it and actually pulling up his Yamaha PM10 and showing you exactly how he's doing. So I'd like to schedule some time where we get Dan Absolutely, back at his man. console Absolutely. doing some virtual playback. And we can do uh, a live question and answer because Dan is... Dan is stupid talented. He's the man, you know. He's and then the maybe I thought about too, we could do even for for my lighting guys out there, we get Keith in to come up to my church, sit at the hog, and maybe program a show or two. And then you guys could ask some questions about what he's doing, and because Keith in again is a very, very talented. So nice, but yeah, WLP Consulting, man, we are uh, having lots of meetings about this right now. And if you have any questions about it, maybe you're in the midst of an AVL install, maybe you have an AVL install coming. Uh, we can help you guys, uh, look for, uh, the right integrator to work with. Uh, we can even, you know, a lot of churches don't have a, a Jeremy in their church, you know, that can help be the middleman between the church and an integrator. And so, uh, we got some ways that we can, uh, join you guys and partner through the whole, uh, AVL project. So, uh, more of that is going to become available on our website, worshipleadproverbs.com. And you'll want to check that out and, uh, looking forward to, uh, helping some churches, uh, leverage, technology to continue to make the name of Christ famous. So Amen. I think it's going to be good. Amen. Amen. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. So we haven't talked coaching yet, have we? We haven't. Oh, coaching. It was real nasty this week. It
1: was. <laughs> Session 2, uh we talked about personal uh health, you know, like maintaining practices yep. uh that personal health, uh you know, your spiritual walk, your your physical Health, all of those things. Um, It was Scott Longyear was dropping haymakers.
0: (laughs) Like in the chat during the, 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 as Scott was going, people were just like, ouch. (laughs) Or like, oh wow. Like it was just, uh, Longyear just did not hold it back. And it would, but it's stuff we need to hear. Like too often in ministry, we think we're so important that we can't go get away or that we, you know, it's noble. To sacrifice our own health, whether that's mentally, physically, spiritually, for the kingdom... And, like, the reality is at the end of the day, yeah, you can do that for so long and then you're going to be useless to the kingdom. Yeah. So, like, yeah. you have to be able to. And so we uh, we talked about uh, what it looks like to uh, keep that personal connection with the Lord going and staying healthy, what that looks like to uh, do that. And then uh, we also talked about, like, professionally what it looks like to have self-care there. And so we're going to make that uh, that Zoom call available on YouTube by the end of the weekend. And so we'll post that uh, that link in our story on Instagram and wherever else Brian decides to Check it to out yeah check it uh, out it's
1: and it's what, what's it cost jeremy gratis it's free for free yeah it's free like pour into yourself and do it for free
0: yeah for free and you can uh it's been so cool talking to coaches they're like i was texting my buddy john who's the production director out of red rocks and i'm like bro how's it going he goes man i just got off the phone with one of my coaching guys like how cool is that? You know what I mean? Like, um, so you can go be a part of that, uh, for free during this, uh, COVID season. And, uh, yeah, you, I think, uh, there's something for each and every one of you. And the cool thing is I don't care if you're a tech guy, I don't care if you're a worship guy, it's for you. Like, like this is absolutely. literally for everyone. Absolutely. Who's it for? So for all people, all, you know, Was what? that the name of the 2011 song?
1: Everyone It's for everyone
0: for all for everyone. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So here's the deal. Our little our little baby, the Worship Leader Probs podcast, yeah. is is approaching two hundred and fifty thousand streams.
0: Which sounds impressive, but when you say it as a quarter million streams, doesn't that make it sound even grander? I mean, stop and think about that for a second. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Ice uh Vanilla Ice would say stop collaborate and listen. <laughs> BT's oh. back with a brand new edition. <laughs> so I am curious about something. We've talked about a little bit on the podcast, uh, probably more in the live stream. But uh, I'm just curious, what's the, uh, the Amazon wish list up to for the uh, cooking supplies?
1: Well, we found out this week that the griddle is indeed coming. It has we call been this
0: Griddle Watch 2020. Griddle Watch
1: 2020. It has been four weeks uh, since I ordered the griddle. And it is the Blackstone 36 inch four burner griddle Ooh. with Ooh. a lid.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So we talked to the local hardware store, which I had I had I had given up on them. I'll be honest with you. I had given up on them. But my wife walked in and made hay for me this week with them and I got a call yesterday. The griddles are indeed coming. So probably by June 18th, I will have a griddle on my deck. My wife got into my Amazon account yesterday and she, she asked me, you have 14 things in your Amazon cart. Is that all related to the griddle? And I was like, well, there might be a pair of socks in there, but most of it is related to the griddle. And I was like, babe, if I'm going to be making tasty treats for you, which you deserve, I need equipment. I need, as they say, accoutrement (laughs) Accoutrement for the good I need squirt bottles. I need spatulas. I need a press. I need, I got to season it. it. I need flaxseed oil to season it. Yeah. I need that. I need, you know, I need the thing that you cover the burgers with that oh 100%. you know to melt the cheese i need that i, I, I gotta have that <laughs> she's in the chat with the big eyes <laughs>
0: <laughs> can we go back to tasty <laughs>
1: you deserve tasty treats kim and i'm gonna make those tasty treats for you i am the guy who signed up it'll be 25 years in in august i signed I, awesome. I signed up to make your t- tasty treats
0: Oh my gosh, Kim, I love your husband so much. Like, literally love your husband so much.
1: I hope she still does when she sees the bill for those 14.
0: (laughs) All right, my man. Why don't we jump into uh, our fan favorite section of the podcast? And uh, these are not per concerns as we would know them. These are live stream concerns, correct? Exactly. Oh, and you know when Brian has to precursor before we even get started, buddy, I got some good ones today. (laughs) Like, I I get so hyped. So let's get into the first segment of the podcast that we like to call Prayer Concerns. So typically, prayer concerns for us would be um, at the end of the week, right? At the weekend, you guys collect all your connection cards or your welcome cards, and uh, because you know we want to stay connected to the people that are coming to our church, and we always have a place that says how can we be praying for you. But people will take that section and put all of their complaints in there, and so typically that would be from our live services. But since we don't have a lot of live services happening right now, uh, Brian has a bunch of our live stream prayer concern complaints. So, dude, let's hit me with it. I'm so excited right now.
1: All right. Let's dive in. Number one. Oh, let's go. We're in the process of updating our church building, and we have started a chair campaign so we can replace the pews that have been in the sanctuary since the 80s. Oh, wow. This week, we got a comment in all caps. We don't need chairs. (laughs) Don't need them. Don't need them at all? Don't need them. Remember we had one once that said the chairs were too comfortable. They weren't coming back because the chairs <laughs> yeah. were too comfortable. Oh, my gosh.
0: Dude, I the old wood pews. Oh. And, the, like, the services are so long. Oh, your booty starts to hurting.
1: Yeah. And spe- like mean- in the summertime when it's hot and you kind of oh, stick into those pews a little bit. You know? Oh, yeah. It's bad. It's so bad. Okay. Number two. I find the lighting effect too dark for the worship segment. I wish it was brighter. It feels like I'm in a photography dark room. (laughs) And it's not my monitor settings. I'm sure of that. (laughs) Can't you just see this, Karen? I got to talk to the manager. (laughs) Okay, number three. We had a service outside with a great PA system and everything sounded great. The live stream, which is mixed separately, we got a comment on the live stream that said... (laughs) Another horrible mix. Might as well send everyone home because you can't hear them. Way to go, audio man!
0: Way <laughs> <laughs> to go, audio man! Can't
1: you see a superhero costume with like all the mics attached to him and audio yeah. man? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, audio man.
0: Like he, he, his mask for his eyes is like a frequency.
1: <laughs> Way to go, audio man.
2: Yeah, that's
1: number. Okay, number four. Singer needs some work.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> dude, I would. Na- I just. Dude, I would have such a hard time. Even if I didn't think something was good, like saying something. You know, you find like. At my last church, we called them weasel words. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like you, when you were talking about the Chicago pizza. Mm, yeah. You know, you could have said it's terrible. I don't like it. You said, you know, I find it to be a little too robust for me. <laughs> That's a weasel word. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, like, we exactly. all catch the meaning. <laughs> ben Lucas says, can you please make that into a t shirt? <laughs> we need to. Wait to go, some Audio. Way man. to go, audio man. Audio man.
1: Hashtag too loud. T O O L O U N D. Brief. <laughs> okay, here's the last one, number five. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm going to try to make it through this one. I asked the Facebook people, I asked the Facebook people how they were engaging during online worship, if they were actually singing along or if they were just listening. A lady in my church commented, We grew up on Southern gospel. So we skip your leading and listen to our favorites and then join back in at the
0: sermon. (laughs) On a hill far away. Oh, my
1: goodness. Yeah, we skip it. We just skip you and join back in later.
0: Yeah, I'm going to listen to my uh, Gaither vocal band and then we'll come back in. (laughs) Well, the Isaacs and then we're coming back in. Oh, my goodness. It really is Burger King, baby. Have it your way.
1: Have it your way, fam. Come on, fam.
0: Come on. Hey, guys, thank you so much for sending in your prayer concerns to the Worship Leader Probs podcast. All you have to do is go to www.worshipleaderprobs.com, click on the prayer concerns tab, and uh, from there you can go ahead and just there's a little form. And we don't ask for your name, your church's name. It's fully anonymous. And uh, we love to read those here because they really make the world feel just a little bit smaller. And so, uh, yeah, thanks for for being a part of that. So, well, dude, we're going to get into our uh, next uh, podcast interview with a gentleman by the name of Steve Amerson, and it's crazy. Steve's probably not a name you've you've heard, but I guarantee you've probably heard him though. Yep, dude has sang in over one hundred and forty uh, movies. Yeah. He, uh, just as he kept sharing some of the stuff that he's done in life, I was like, well, dang, you know what I mean? So God's really used him in a lot of absolutely. different ways. And he's absolutely, he's definitely passionate he's, about the he's, church.
1: Yeah. So here's the deal, fam. Like I will, I will promise you this, that most of us have people in our churches, like who feel like Steve feels. Yes. And so th- this is, uh, this is maybe not our typical interview. So just as Jeremy, what is, what is the quote? The Samuel Jackson quote, Hol- uh, hold on, hold on to your butts, hold on, <laughs> hold on to your butts. Okay. Because this is a, this is a passionate guy. And we've often talked about when we have, when we have people who've done this for a long time on the podcast, we often, Jeremy will say, we stand on the shoulders yes of these people who came before us and so steve is That's one right. of the guys who came before us and yep. as jeremy says hang on to your
0: butts yep so enjoy part one with steve amerson well
3: guys uh the Worship way to super excited to have steve amerson with us and uh okay so brian first introduced me to steve because we were doing one of our live streams and so brian starts texting me hey steve's in here dude has got a cannon and next thing i know he sent me brian was it um I can go, go the, the distance. distance. Yes. I can go the distance from Hercules. And I'm like, okay, that's a big song. Uh, Steve was much bigger than the song <laughs> and I didn't know that was possible. Holy so, moly man. So you guys right now, you are listening to a gentleman that God has gifted with a howitzer. So yes. <laughs> so Steve, how do you, how, how did you and
4: Brian meet each other? First of all, love we spoke Great to be with you guys. Uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, my, one of the churches I, I attended in the past, uh, we had some great musicians. I live here in the Los Angeles area and some great musicians. And uh, the drummer, uh, one of our drummers that would play there is a guy by the name of Billy Maxwell. And uh, people might know that name from Koinonia, and he used to produce oh, Helen word. Taylor and so yeah. forth. Yeah. Billy's just, uh, he's, he's an amazing drummer. And I, uh, I would always love when Billy was playing at church because his playing was very sparse but right in the pocket mm. and when he did something when when he when he would throw something in you'd go oh praise god you know it was, just, <laughs> it, was, it was it was so cool and he didn't play loud but it was just so understated and it really always served the song what was going on but i say all that to say you you say canon Billy used to say when I'd walk into church on a Sunday morning to, to sing, if I was singing a, a solo or a special, Billy'd say, ah, here comes big gun. So uh, <laughs> that is amazing. Billy called, I love me, it. called me big gun. So,
1: <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I, I will say this. Like I, we were talking before we hit record, Steve and I have kind of known of each other and corresponded some over the years. But this is our first time to ever really sort of be face to face and have a conversation. And I've I've been like a huge like. If, and if if Steve's name is new to you, just go Google. First of all, go Google Go the Distance because <laughs> yeah. that, that is just unbelievable. And, and there's tons of CDs and all that we'll talk about uh, out there and tons of music. And Steve does just amazing things. And uh, so I jumped in here, Jeremy. I'm sorry. I, kinda Hello, st- I, got, I got excited and I stepped on you. Um,
4: no, but I knew, I, I knew, somehow learned of, of, of uh, Brian and Kim. And she's much better looking than Brian, by the way. Much. Anyway, um, 100%. 100%. <laughs> but, but he
3: outkicked anyway, his coverage in that way.
4: <laughs> anyway, somehow, yeah, we connected. Brian might have reached out to me or something, and so I became aware of him. And so I would always uh, uh, try to keep an eye out for what he was doing and what they were doing. So as he said, we've never met face uh, Facebook. This is a virtual face-to-face meeting. Yeah,
2: that's right.
4: I know technology am i right
2: Yeah, exactly
1: yeah so right now we're in california indianapolis and florida Stuart, florida
3: yeah it's amazing it. what we're able to do these days so all right we'll see why don't you tell us a little bit like i'd love to hear your story of some of the things because i just as i, I just want to sit back and kind of listen to all that god has done in your life like we're sitting here kind of just chatting for pre- you and you start telling us about singing demos for the three centers and paparazzi and uh i know brian i think has mentioned you've, you've done some singing in washington dc for some things and like like kind of just like how did you get started like what was it like growing up you know just kind of share a little bit about how god has got you to where you are today
4: my dad was a united methodist pastor uh, pastor churches in indiana and ohio um uh, my mom was fairly musical. I uh, played the piano and led the children's choirs. My dad would make a joyful noise. Uh, but, but dad was a, a good man. He pastored churches in Colum- uh, New Albany, where I was born, Columbus, Indiana, Indianapolis, Indiana. Then he moved to Canton, Ohio, and pastored a church there for 17 years. Uh, they retired back in Indiana. Uh, so I grew up in the church. Um, from Ohio, I went back to Indiana to, uh, I attended Taylor University, uh, earned a degree in music theory and composition. I started as a voice major
2: and after
4: after the first semester, I went, why in the world are they making me sing in Italian? I mean, I just don't get this. (laughs) And so I changed my degree and I, so I earned a degree in in theory and comp, really studied composition. Uh, and God, though, had gifted me with a, with a, with a voice. Uh, following college, I wasn't certain what I wanted to do. I had uh, several opportunities available, but I uh, ended up going to Southern Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And at the time, Hi. Southern had a phenomenal music program. It was just unbelievable. And it was, I think they had roughly 300 uh, people in the master's music master's program there. Wow. It, uh, it was in terms of, if you think about Indiana, Illinois, so forth, you're talking IU, uh, uh, Carbondale in Illinois and so forth. It was like the fourth largest master's program, music master's program in that area. It was a phenomenal program. It was very traditional in terms of church music. I, <clears throat> I learned, uh, uh, hymnology, and I learned how to do a children's choir ministry and youth choir and, and uh, studied uh, uh, pedagogy. And uh, so it was a very complete um, education to step into a church music program. Uh, as I finished that, I had several opportunities. Uh, uh, a church in Cleveland wanted to hire me. Uh, a church I was working at in Indiana wanted me to stay on. I actually had was offered a position to go and do a show at Six Flags Atlanta, a one-man show at there. Um, and somehow, though, my name got to California and uh, to a church known as First Baptist Church of Van Nuys. Um, the pastor at the time was a guy by the name of Jess Moody, wild man. Wild man. I'm just, I'm just, uh, but the... Um, They had a phenomenal music program. Um, The minister of music at the time was a guy by the name of O.D. Hall. O.D. Hall. Mm, mm. Uh, O.D. stands for Othniel Dewey. And uh, I guess I'd go by O.D. Hall, too, if if my name was (laughs) Othniel Dewey. But um, uh, they had a youth position open at the church. And my wife and I had been married a year. And we went, okay, let's go do the youth. Well, the youth position got filled. And then they said, Well, we've got a single adult position, we're to single adult. And I'm like, I went, You know, and I had um, I had one elective course randomly chosen when I was doing my master's degree. I needed to fill a, a credit, and it was on single adult ministry. Mm. Who knew? Um, so I actually moved to California. I was minister to college and single adults at First Baptist Church of Van Nuys for two years. Uh, then, uh, Od's associate at the time was a guy by the name of George Baldwin, and George left and went to Sparrow. He was involved in publishing at Sparrow, and then George has been in church. It was involved in church. Interesting. And he went back and worked at Maranatha, and then back to Sparrow oh, for a yeah. while. Then he went to I think the Lilinus Publishing Company. So um, George left, and I took his spot as associate to Od. So I worked with O.D. for two years, then two years later, O.D. left, and then I became the Minister of Music, first established for Japan Eyes. Phenomenal choir and music program. We had about 110 in the adult choir, had six children's wow. choirs, wow. Uh, college career choir, junior high choir, just full program of uh, in, uh, instruments, uh, handbells. So it was a, a well-rounded program that gave people in the church lots of opportunity to participate.
2: Mm.
4: Um, so I did that uh, in 1988. Uh, after being at Van Nuys for 10 years, a friend of mine said, I don't think you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Mm.
2: Mm.
4: And he said, here's an amount of money. Go do something. Wow. And I went, my gosh, and I knew that if I was careful, I could probably live on this for about six months. And God had kind of been speaking to me. In fact, a couple of years before that, I was with uh, Barry Landis. You might remember that name. He was at, I think, maybe Warner Christian, or mm-hmm. uh, it, it, Barry was in the Christian music industry. And I was talking to Barry one time, and I said, Barry, I, I'm, I'm thinking about going out and doing concert ministry. And Barry said, What do you have to say? that's different than anybody else that's out there. Mm. Yeah, hmm Good. And I went, okay. Well, about two years later, when this friend offered to support me in stepping up and doing something, I I, I had something different to say. I knew what, what God was mm. calling me to do. So I started a concert ministry in 1988, primarily in the church. But here in LA, I was had been doing uh, session work um over the years i've sung on about 175 feature films and <laughs> <laughs> video okay
1: <laughs> can i just for a okay i'm looking at your bio here and let me let me just run down some of the the films for them okay uh, la la land star wars rogue one despicable wow. me too star trek into darkness pacific rim uh, Get Smart, Evan Almighty, Meet the Robinsons, Matrix Revolutions, Matrix Reloaded, <laughs> King Kong, Fantastic Four, The Patriot. I mean, and it goes, all the Indiana Jones movie. like it goes on and on and on. That's incredible. We're
3: literally sitting with the world's most interesting man.
4: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Excuse me, let me have some more coffee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stay thirsty, my friend. Golly, so, dude. Uh, so anyway, um, those opportunities came up, and but in 88, 1988, I began traveling and singing, primarily in churches, <clears throat> um, but then that's expanded, and quite honestly, I don't sing in churches very often, not because I wouldn't like to, but the church has changed, and the marketplace yeah, has changed, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I continue to do church concerts, uh, but I do concerts with symphonies, with nonprofit profit organizations. Um, so every concert every time i get on every time when i get on a plane uh hopefully (laughs) hopefully i'll be getting back on a plane soon um, every opportunity is different and my repertoire with orchestras includes uh broadway songs and songs from movies like go the distance uh patriotic material uh, a lot of christmas material so uh primarily what i do these days is i for. For the past 30 years i've traveled extens- extensively around the um, around the united states and some overseas travel
3: wow, wow. that's awesome through Brian. Through I, that... I actually have a go ahead i actually just have a quick question for brian uh, i want the i want i'm gonna say something and i want the very first thing that pops into your head to come out okay okay does that make sense I mean, you have to yes. say what it is in your head yeah. six children's choirs
1: okay Can- anarchy
3: Cause that would, be, would that be your version of torture?
1: Because <laughs> we all know how with, you dealing, feel
4: about the Christmas choir.
1: Dealing with well, the parents. The, the, par- the kids would be great. <laughs> dealing with the parents would be the...
4: <laughs> well, I, thank, thank God I did have a staff. I, I had people that assisted me. I led, uh, I think I led maybe the sixth grade choir. Um, but I, I do want to turn it... Uh, to that, and I'll be glad to tell you the stuff that that I've done. But everything that I do now grew out of being a preacher's kid, mm. um, seeing how my mom and dad ministered to people, uh, and and when I went and did um, single adult ministry at first, I, I thought, no, ministry's ministry in the in the big picture. Mm. Um, but but everything grew out of everything that I do now grew out of my upbringing with my parents, but also those years on the church staff. And I probably, and we may get into it a little bit. I'm um, the fact that we had six children's choirs. That was a feeder program, musically, to everything that happened in our church because these kids over the, 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 the church used um, at the time, they used the Southern Baptist uh, Children's Choir curriculum. Mm. And in four years, kids learned about melody, they learned about rhythm, they learned about harmony, they learned this stuff, they learned the basics of music. And especially as music programs have been cut back and eliminated from uh, school programs this was vital so we were growing up through the children's choir programs these little musicians who already knew stuff and they fed into the uh, high school choir and into the college career choir that we had and then it was a logical transition to the to the adult choir and all the vocal ensembles that we had at the church Mm. See, I think it's really. You know, scripture says that the musicians, when they went into battle, uh, when, when Israelites went into battle, the musicians were in the front. Mm-hmm. Quite honestly, right. quite honestly, I and, and look, I know I'm going to say a lot of. Cont- I may say some controversial things to some of your worship leaders. I'm not saying I'm right, but it is my perspective. But I feel like the more people we have on the platform the more powerful. It it says something. If you've got a choir of a hundred people who are not just choir members, but are worship leaders that passionately want to get into the presence of God, that sets the example for the people that are seated out in the pews. So rather than fewer people on the stage, personally, I believe we ought to have more people on the stage. Mm -hmm. And and. In our choir rehearsals, that wasn't just rehearsing music, that was rehearsing worship. Mm, mm, Mm. um, In fact, back during those days, uh, our pastor, Jess Moody, said to me one time, he said, Steve, I want the people in our congregation to experience what what the choir is experiencing on Thursday night in rehearsal. Somehow he learned that there was... That we were getting into God's presence as we were working on notes and rhythms and so forth, but, but there was there was a bonding and there was a, a, a going um, getting into God's presence, and He wanted that to translate to our congregation. Hmm. Um, I, oh, I, I saw my role while I had the canon. <laughs> um, my role at the platform was to get out of the way
1: right love that love, that.
4: love it um, if people were seeing me there's a problem hmm. wow
1: say that again please for the people in the back
4: if people were seeing me there's a, there was a problem i wasn't doing my job
1: man that's good wow. that's so good Wow. Um, wow. That
4: and so th- good, Steve. Th- there are some things that transpired. Th- there are some things that transpired in the Christian music publishing industry. Well, let me back up for a second. I remember one Sunday, uh, our pastor, Jess Moody, um, was a, a major thinker. And I remember one Sunday. It was a, and it was a Monday, and I thought the day before, as a worship leader, as a minister of music, I thought I'd really delivered. I really thought I took um, the people into the presence of God, and I offended everybody a little bit. <laughs> In fact, at, at our church, we had a 88 rank. Cassavant pipe organ. Oh. And what I did during those days, we would sing hymns, and the newer worship songs of the day that were primarily coming from Integrity music.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And a lot of your worship leaders may not even know what Integrity music is, but of course Don Moen and yeah. all those folks from Integrity. But my pastor said, you know what? You didn't quite make it yesterday. I don't think we quite got there. And I was crushed. Mm. But he said, okay, look, next Sunday, no hymns. Now you got to think about this. This was like 1982. Wow. Wow. And he said, wow. no hymns. And I'm like, he goes, you can do it here. You can use a hymn for the invitation. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but he said no hymns. So in those days when there was barely any kind of worship music or yeah. whatever you want to call it I had to figure out how to create a worship time with lyrical and musical substance to advance things and and it was it was I got to admit I, it was a challenging time and finally we finally found kind of a balance of of using some hymns sometimes in a, 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 a updated way, mm-hmm. but on the platform I had rhythm section and brass and woodwinds, and we would sing stuff and and the pipe organ was playing along, and then we'd do a modulation on the last verse, nice. and that cas that would just kick into gear. Yeah, and it was. It was massive. Yeah. Um, What what concerns me these days is that we now have churches that are kind of doing traditional, and we have churches that are doing whatever you want to call it, contemporary. Of course, the major part of the word contemporary is temporary. Mm. Wow. And it's like the, the traditional people don't know what to do with the with the, with the you know praise music, and the, and, and they don't want to, mm-hmm. and the contemporary the worship band players don't understand the traditional, and they don't want to. Mm-hmm. In fact, I know the a church where they say they do Sundays where they do blended worship. That means that the choir and organ does a song, and then the worship band does a song. They really don't do anything together. It's not yeah. blended. Yeah. They're just on the same stage, at, in, in the same service. So, in my mind, what we ask people to sing on a Sunday morning, or Saturday night, or whatever it is, is so vital.
2: Oh, absolutely.
1: Absolutely.
4: People are not, the congregation is not going to go home and sing the pastor's sermon. Hmm. Nope. At the same time, the pastor is the major worship leader. Mm-hmm. He sets the tone. And a lot of times, some pastors are off the platform. on they're on the, uh, They're on the front row where they're really not seen. And for a period of time, um, Christina and I attended church on the way. Mm. And Jack Hafer was the pastor at the time. Mm. Wow. And you could see the pastoral staff on the platform, passionately worshiping, hmm. passionately. They were setting the example for the congregation. That said volumes to me. Hmm. Hmm. But, and, and let me let me put this in context also that I'm a guitar player. I, didn't um, know that. Yeah. I think I own 10 guitars. Wow. Oh, okay. Um, some of your... Um, uh, my, my, my most treasured guitar is, a uh, 1954 Martin double lock 17. Wow. It's, it's, it's sweet. <laughs> so all of these, my comments come, I'm not, I'm, I, I don't want to be, i hopefully I'm not a musical snob, hmm. but I, I play the guitar. I've led worship playing a guitar but I know the inherent limitations of a guitar. And for the guitar players out there, we all know that probably the simplest keys to play in are C, G, A, D, E. If you get into the flat or sharp keys, you're using a capo. (laughs) Um, Not all of us, as worship leaders are as talented as somebody like tommy walker on the guitar
2: no <laughs> Lord. No. No, no they're great, not <laughs> great writer
4: and tommy can do it all on the guitar a majority of our worship songs these days are guitar written mm-hmm. you can just tell you, you can you can just tell by the 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 vocabulary the the, the chordal vocabulary that's used <sighs> I know that when I write a song, and I've written a few, um, I love I love co-writing. I'm not a great pianist. I can get around. It's not it's not good for public consumption though. But I love <laughs> writing with someone who is a good pianist. Yeah. Because. Uh, a lot of times vo- their choral vocabulary is broader than mine. They, they can do some things that I personally yeah. can't do on the guitar. Oh yeah. I'm concerned about what, as I look at the worship songs that most of the churches I'm in, and even the church that I attend, the songs are coming from primarily, f- probably four different sources. And for me, they pretty much all have the same musical structure. And you get to the bridge, and you start it a little softer, and you repeat it four, or if the spirit's moving, eight times. And then you really sing it louder when you get to the final chorus. I am so bored with that. I am so bored with it. I think God, I don't, I won't say God's bored with it, but it's, and lyrically, it's a bunch of phrases strung together. I'm not saying the phrases aren't impactful, I'm not saying they're not true, but they're just a bunch of phrases strung together and they happen to rhyme, the last word happens to rhyme. Years ago, there there, there was a songwriter, Ron, uh, Ron Harris. Uh, for those that are older, he wrote songs like They Could Not or In This Very oh my, Room. Man,
1: yeah.
4: Um, and I heard Ron talk about songwriting one time and he said, you ought to be able to take a lyric and diagram it. <laughs> People even know what how to diagram a sentence any longer. But he goes, and that was his opinion. I'm not saying it's right, but he mm-hmm. said, "I'd lo- I'd like to take a lyric and diagram it. Here's a here's a noun. Here's a verb. Here, here's structure. And I'm I look at most of the songs that we're being asked to sing these, sing these days, and they're just a bunch of phrases. I fear they're 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 written with the groove in mind. Mm. When I write a song, I start with the lyric. And I, I I struggle with that. And I'm thinking maybe melodically what it might be. But I, I want that lyric to be so pregnant, to be so full of, of truth. And rather than singing about what I think of God, we need to be singing about the character of God, who he yeah. is, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, yeah. He, what he can accomplish, what he's about, because through the week, who gives a rip what I think about God? I need to be reminded of the character of God, that, God, you're faithful. You're all-knowing. You're you're omniscient. Mm-hmm. You're going to be there. You, these are your characteristics, mm-hmm. not what I think.
0: Dude, it was crazy hearing all of the different things that, like, when you sent me, uh, I can go the distance, and you're like, dude, listen to this guy. He's been in our chat. I was like, "Holy moly!" That dude's got a cannon. Yes, so yeah, Steve's a Steve's a good guy.
1: Absolutely, and he's you know he's he's done ministry with these guys are giants of the faith, right? Chuck Swindoll, Jack Hayford, Ravi Zacharias, who uh, just went to be with the Lord, David Jeremiah, um, done all kinds of uh, international crusades, and um, I love the fact that he he travels to the Capitol in D.C. twice a month. Yeah with hand, yeah. handwritten notes of encouragement for congress and leads them in worship and yeah he's a good he's a good dude and you're correct
0: howitzer yeah duke and flat saying so guys thank you so much for listening to episode 82 of the worship leader probs podcast and uh, we're just always so thankful for you the worship leader probs nation and until next time see ya Deuces.
2: <laughs>